Welcome to TBT's podcast. I'm Dan Friel. On this edition, I have an interview with Cody Thompson. Cody was one of the top finishers in TBT's Bracket Challenge in 2016, and he chose as his prize the ability to make his 2017 vote worth 1,000 votes. Cody's been paying close attention throughout the application period, and in this interview, he'll reveal who he's chosen to vote for in TBT 2017 and why. I think you're going to love this one. After we hear from Cody, Josh Brown has a great interview with Ty Nash. Ty is an original TBT champion. He actually won it in 2014 when he played with his alma mater, the Notre Dame Fighting Alumni. After playing with the Fighting Alumni again in 2015, he teamed up with his opponent from that 2014 championship game, Josh Boone, to play with the Talladega Knights. Ty's back with Boone and the Talladega Knights this year, and Josh has a great interview with Ty that also I think you're going to love. Remember that tickets for TBT 2017 are now on sale. We'll be in Philadelphia, Charlotte, Bradley University in Peoria, Illinois, Las Vegas, New York, and Baltimore this summer. So just go to the tournament.com and click tickets at the top of the page to find your tickets for this summer. If this is the first time you're listening to TBT's podcast, check out all of our other episodes on Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. This is actually our 76th episode, so we've got plenty of TBT-related stuff for you to discover. And remember to click that subscribe button and share this episode with all of your friends and family so that they can know as much about TBT as you do. You'll find TBT all over social media. On Twitter, we're at the tournament. Facebook, facebook.com backslash the tournament on Instagram, we're the.tournament. Thanks for listening, and be sure to tell your friends. Cody Thompson, how are you? Good, how you doing? I'm doing great, Cody, thanks. You're our 1,000-vote fan winner from last year's Bracket Challenge. How does that feel? <laughs> it feels pretty good. So just by way of background, the TBT 2016 Bracket Challenge had a whole variety of prizes, and basically what happened was that in order of finish, the fans selected their prize, basically like a f- snake draft in a fantasy football league or something like that. So the first place winner, winner selected the ability to pick an at-large team. Uh, he picked the team's showtime in the South region. The second place winner selected $500 in cash. The third place winner selected a decade's worth of eggs, which really, frankly, was a great choice, I thought. The fourth place winner selected $250 in cash. The fifth place winner selected a personalized TBT uniform of his choice. The sixth place winner selected $100 in cash. You finished in seventh place, Cody, and you selected to the ability to make your fan vote worth a 1,000 votes this year, which we'll get into in a second, but really an awesome choice and probably the one that I would have picked myself. The eighth place winner selected the ability to uh, shoot for a half-court shot for $5,000. He's going to take that shot himself in June. The ninth-place winner selected a TBT game ball, and the 10th-place winner selected a half-court shot for $2,000, which anyone can take, and that'll happen also in June. And Cody, as we said, you selected the ability to make your vote this year worth 1,000 votes. Why did you do that? Um, well, I I saw that. I was kind of split between that and the half-court shot for $2,000, and I just kind of wanted to have some fun with the 1,000 votes and ended up going with that one. Seems like that was a really smart move because you really got inundated with a whole bunch of opportunities and offers from a whole variety of teams competing to get into TBT. Uh, but you've made your pick, so why don't you tell everybody who you picked? Um, I went with the Stickmen and Michael Rappaport and those guys. So I'm- now, why did you pick the Stickmen? Um, well, I kind of... One, they play in Vegas, which is going to be a lot of fun. I'm going to go down there. And I uh, kind of just got um, felt comfortable with uh, their coaches and um, David Nurse and Matt Mitchell and Jacob Hirschman kind of talked with them. And I think it'll be a good fit, and I'm excited. And it certainly helps that they're a really good team as well. Have you been scouting them at all? Yeah, no, I think they're one of the teams that could challenge 
and win the whole thing, to be honest, just looking at their roster and who they got coming on and should be good. And their roster is really impressive. I mean, Lou Amundsen, who played with the Knicks as late as 2016, uh, Markel Brown from Oklahoma State, Justin Dentman, University of Washington, big-time overseas player, Alex Kirk, who's got NBA experience, Shane Lawal, who won TBT in 2014 with Overseas Elite, Chris Lofton, uh, playing big-time overseas and the University of Tennessee volunteer, uh, Cartier Martin, who played at Kansas State, uh, you've got Mike Morrison, who played at George Mason, uh, Donald Sloan, who played at Texas A&M, Willie Warren, who's been uh, obviously in the NBA and has a lot of overseas experience as well. So, you know, like I said, you've, you've really gotten inundated with a whole bunch of offers. What did they offer you that made it so worth your while to decide to go with the Stickmen and make your thousand votes for them? Well, I got offered as a booster and they're also, the thing I was kind of looking for was to have a good experience and kind of experience TBT like um, no one else really can, to be honest. And so they're going to actually fly me down to Vegas. I'm going to sit on the bench with them and I'm just going to have a lot of fun with them. I don't know. It should be a blast. It's going to be great. So, have you had any sort of on-the-bench experience with teams like that before? Uh, Not really, to be honest, no. So, so it'll be kind of a new thing for you. But in addition to getting all those great offers from them, you got offers from a lot of different teams, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was probably three or four that was really kind of split between. Um, The three were kind of West Coast Ronin made a very good offer. I feel kind of bad not picking them because they were right there at the end, and I don't know, it was a tough decision. Uh, the Tampa Bulls were also a, had some really good offers, and then Gale Nation was the other one that was really split between. There were a lot of people that were really, you know, reaching out to you through Twitter as well. Was that something that you were following? Were you checking out your mentions and seeing what people were offering you there? Yeah, yeah, I did. I had a my Twitter page kind of blew up from when I was used to. <laughs> you know, it was. <laughs> It was a lot of fun, though, yeah. I want, to, uh, I want to play something for you real quick, Cody. I, I'm, just, yeah. I'm, I'm like stunned that you didn't pick the team after hearing this. Hold on one sec. Can you hear this song that's being played right now by, John, by Gotham State of Mind by John Taylor? Did you listen to that? I can't, I can't hear it now, but I did hear it. Was that unbelievable? I mean, how did you not pick this team? Yeah, that was, that was good. That was one of the most interesting ones. Cody, this is obviously going to be a really interesting thing for you. And as far as TBT is concerned, it was uh, really a, a source of a lot of intrigue throughout the application process. But I want to put some meat on the bones of you know who you are. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Who are you? Where are you from? You know, all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm Cody Thompson. I'm from uh, the great city of Mitchell, South Dakota. I pretty much grew up here my whole life, went to school in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Now I'm back in Mitchell. I work um, managing a sporting goods store here in Mitchell, so that's kind of who I am. Managing a sporting goods store, I'd imagine you're a pretty big sports fan, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I follow basketball, football, everything, but basketball is kind of my sport, too. Is there a particular team or something that you follow, you know, with a big, uh, you know, like you're a big fan of, I guess? Um, I follow the, um, for college, I follow Arizona Wildcats. And then um, in the NBA, I'm a pretty big Magic fan. Orlando Magic. How did that come about? <laughs> I don't know. Me and my brother were both fans back when uh, Tracy McGrady played. And then he left. And my brother, when now he likes the Rockets, and I just decided to stick it out with the Magic. With respect to Arizona, is that how you found out about TBT through Kyle Fogg, who's an Arizona Wildcat? <laughs> yeah, it was a little bit, to be honest. I, They've had a couple of guys, but um, Fogg was the one playing for Overseas Elite. I mean, that's kind of one of the reasons I ended up picking them in the bracket challenge. Oh, too. no kidding. Had you voted for teams outside of the bracket challenge? 
You know, in other words, last year you, you had your four votes. Did you vote for other teams as well? Yeah, yeah, I had. Who'd you vote for? Um, I'm trying to think if I even remember. Um, I think I voted for Overseas Elite, and I think I also voted. I might have voted for Armored Athlete as well last year. Those are two <laughs> pretty solid uh, choices there, and you'll get to see Armored Athlete this summer uh, out in Las Vegas, assuming that they make it in. Why did you enter the bracket challenge? Are you like a habitual bracket filler router every March? Um, I'm yeah, yeah, I am, and I also <laughs> I saw that one. Me and my brother actually were like. We work together, and so we're like, well, let's kind of have a challenge between ourselves, and <laughs> we kind of bet on it, and we're like, well, and we both put our names in. And <laughs> That's great. So, was there actually a pool in the office? Uh, just between me and my brother. <laughs> <laughs> do you think people will make pools this summer in the office like they do for March Madness with TBT? Yeah, I think they should. I mean, it works out perfect. I mean, everyone loves March Madness brackets, and it's it's just a lot of fun, I think. It's a perfect, perfect fit for that. So, what's the plan this summer when you go out to Las Vegas to meet up with the Stickmen? I don't know. I'm hoping to fly in there maybe a day or two early. I might try. To, I know the NBA Summer League's going on as well, and I might try to catch a game or two in there as well. But we'll see how it all plays out. I'm not 100 percent sure. I assume you've been to Vegas before. I have not. You have never been. No. Oh so my I'm, gosh, this is great. So I'm excited. <laughs> what a golden opportunity. <laughs> so, are you a gambler at all? Um. A little bit, not really, but... Well, <laughs> there's a table for everybody in Las Vegas. Do you think you'll take your brother along with you? I don't know. I probably doubt it. He's got a kid on the way, so he's got some stuff going on. Understandable. <laughs> <laughs> that can definitely impact the summer, the summer yeah. schedule. All right, Cody, thank you so much for your time. Uh, congratulations on doing so well in the Bracket Challenge last year. Congratulations on making a great choice of the stick men for your 1,000 votes. I'm sure everybody's jealous that they got the votes and that uh, their team didn't, but you're going to have a great time out in Las Vegas. Yeah, I'm excited. All right, Cody. Thanks a lot. Yeah, thanks. Welcoming in now to the TBT podcast, a member of the Talladega Knights applying to play out of the TBT Northeast region. It is Tyrone Nash, a a familiar name to TBT fans across the country. Tyrone, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. We appreciate it. And I, I guess for the people at home who haven't been, uh, you know, following up during the offseason, you're actually playing over in Israel right now. And you guys had quite the win last night, huh? Yeah, we actually had a thrilling win against some uh, actually former uh, NBA players. Uh, currently, uh, Amari Stoudemire plays on the team in Jerusalem along with uh, Terrence Kinsey. And it was a thrilling victory. We were down by like 22 points at the end of the first quarter. Miraculously came back to tie it up at, at the uh, beginning of the fourth at 61 and won at the buzzer on a shot by uh, Scotty Hobson. Uh, a three-point shot to win by one point. Scotty Hobson, a TBT guy applying to play for the Kentucky Kings. You're actually playing for, uh, I'm going to butcher it, but Ironi Naharia over in Israel. Uh, and obviously, like you mentioned, you guys are in the quarterfinals right now. What was it like playing against Amari? Uh, well, actually, Amari didn't play. Like He's, he's nursing an injury. I uh, think he'll be back for game two, especially since they lost. But uh, yeah, we're, we're looking for him and we're preparing that he's going to play for game two. But you know, that, that's, he, he's been a, a idol of mine because I'm a New York, you know, New York Knicks fan. I'm from a native New Yorker. So I've always like enjoyed watching him play. But, you know, now that you step into the court as, you know, opponents, I definitely, you know, <laughs> he's no longer idol. He's definitely a, a rival in what, my eyes. 
What's that like in basketball? Because you hear it all the time about NBA guys when, you know, maybe guys who grew up watching LeBron and now they have to go against them. What's it like to have to play against guys you kind of grew up watching, whether it be in college and the NBA and then having to go against them? How does that kind of, I don't, not change your view on them because obviously you respect them either way, but just how does that kind of change your uh, kind of mentality going into the game? Well, I think it, it raises your game because you want to, you know, show your best against against someone you, you know, kind of looked up to a model your game after. So it definitely brings the best out of you because, you know, you want to, you want to show that you belong on that level. Um, but yeah, well, otherwise, you mean, you, you, you know, they lace their shoes up just like we do. And I mean, obviously they just play, you know, on TV at the highest level, but you know, when they, when they come over here to Europe and play against, you know, my caliber of talent, uh, you know, they're just like everybody else. Definitely. And you guys, obviously, like you mentioned, with a big game one win. So uh, you've actually had a very nice overseas career. You've played in Germany and France and the Dominican and now uh, over in Israel. Have you had a favorite country that you've played in? I think so far Israel has to be up top just, I mean, solely because of the weather. It's usually in my town. I'm, I'm up in the north and I literally live a block over from the beach. And from my bed, I, I wake up, you know, and I open up my shades and I can see the, you know, the waves crashing up against the sand. I can't get that in Germany. <laughs> you know, I usually get a uh, rain and cloudiness. Sometimes it can be a depressive, you know, depressive mood. But here in Israel, you, you wake up the sun, great weather every day. You can wish I've been wearing shorts since I've been here. I think I've wore sweatpants maybe one time. Wow. But uh, <laughs> weather-wise, it's great here in Israel. Uh, you know, I can't, like I said, I can't really compare that to any other place. Like France, France obviously is great. Paris, Germany is great with Berlin, Munich, uh, Stuttgart. But uh, I think Israel, Tel Aviv, Jerusalem, the history that Jerusalem has, I don't think you can beat that. When you get older in your career, or you're, you know, a couple of years into your career, how much does location play a difference? Because I'm assuming when you're a younger guy playing overseas, you'll kind of just go wherever, uh, you know, whoever wants to sign you, you know, you, you go and you play. But when you have a couple of years and miles under your feet, how much does location kind of play into where you're going to sign overseas? Well, I think uh, definitely as you get older, you know, uh, you know, your joints and, st- and your joints begin to maybe ache and ail a little bit more than, you know, they did when you were younger. And I feel like playing in a, war- a warmer climate definitely aids in like recovery, mm. especially like, if you have like, you know, with joint problems, tendonitis, stuff like that. Um, so I think, like I said, I think playing in a warm weather is better for players who have that, you know, that situation of tendonitis or joint pain. Um, but other than that, uh, as you get older, you definitely want to play in nicer places, like warmer places or places that can give you a, you know, great cultural experience. And I feel like a place like Israel can do that. But, uh, but you can, but Italy can too. Yeah. You know, France can too. Spain can too. I mean, there's numerous other places that also can provide that same cultural experience along, as well as great ones. Do you have anywhere kind of on your own personal bucket list where you want to go play? You mentioned a couple of, you know, beautiful countries, Italy, Spain, et cetera. Do you have anywhere that you want to end up going one day? Well, I haven't been to Italy yet, so I would love to uh, actually uh, play in Italy. Um, Milan, Venice, 
uh, Rome. You know, I've heard great things about, you know, those cities and especially the country as a whole, but I've never, I've yet to experience uh, playing there. Yeah, yeah. And, had, and Spain, too. Yeah, Spain's a beautiful one. We've had yeah. a bunch of TBT yeah. guys over there, and they all kind of rave Tim, about Spain. Yeah, yeah Tim Armidas is over there on a uh, Tenerife. And he's, like, you know, on the island, and just like this, great weather every day. And he loves it there. Yeah, so, Abramidas yeah, actually makes me want to go. He actually won the championship over there this year. Yeah. 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 With uh, yeah, Dabby we White. In the same, we, yeah, we were in the same... The same competition, but uh, obviously he advanced uh, further than us. But uh, we we were in different groups. He I was in a group A and he was in group D or something like that. For the people who don't but how know, how do we continue winning? Yeah, for the people who don't know at home, how does that work? Uh, because I think some people think, okay, Tyrone he plays in Israel, so it's like the NBA. They play mm-hmm. other teams in Israel, and then there's a championship. How does it kind of work for the people at home who who don't quite get it? Okay, uh, so this year my team played in the Israeli Winter League and also the uh, Basketball Champions League. It was actually the, the inaugural season of the Basketball Champions League to rival kind of the Euro League, what they have. Mm-hmm. So uh, FIBA came up with their own Basketball Champions League, and this is the first year for it. There was 40 teams from 31 countries, I want to say. It was... Uh, it was five groups made of eight teams. Um, uh, it was, you know, teams ranging from Spain, Turkey, France, Denmark, Russia. It was all over. It was, it was a great, you know, great mixture of teams. Um, so we played the uh, basketball champions league games on either like a Tuesday or Wednesday. And then we had our Israeli league games on either Friday, Saturday or Sunday. Mostly Friday, mostly Saturday and Sunday. So we were playing like two games a week. So sometimes it was kind of tough. It was kind of like an NBA, you know, lifestyle slash schedule because we would fly. For example, we had a game in Monaco this year. So we would play in Monaco on Wednesday, Wednesday, uh, Wednesday night. We'd stay over that night, fly back to Israel Thursday, all Thursday because travel was, travel uh, was kind of a, it kind of sucked, but we travel all day Thursday, get back late Thursday night, practice early Friday, Friday afternoon-ish, and then, uh, you know, we play Saturday night for our Israeli league. So sometimes that, uh, that turnaround between the basketball champions league game and Israeli, Israeli league game would be tough. And, uh, I think we struggled a little bit early on, like just trying to find our way in both leagues, but, Eventually, we got ourselves going and ended up, you know, doing well in uh, in both leagues. I think it's so interesting when you mention that schedule because I think some people get the wrong impression that these overseas leagues, no matter where you go, is kind of just a, a you know an eight month long vacation where you play games on the weekend and then you kind of like you said you mm-hmm. you know you go to the beach or something. But you kind of mentioned yeah. there how much of a grind it really is. It really seems like it yeah. takes quite the toll on you by the end of the year, huh? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, my coach the other day in practice mentioned we had we had played already sixty games. Yeah, and that's you know that's that that's the most I've ever played in one season, and you know that's I mean kind of close to NBA season of eighty two games, but not exactly. But it's, it's like you, you get the feel of yeah. what it feels like you know to play that you know that that kind of grueling schedule, and I, I tip my hat to all those NBA players who do that with all the traveling and 
and you know uh late night you know getting late night and getting up early for practice and like it's definitely a strenuous you know situation you know you put it in your bodies but you know as world world class athletes they do a great job of masking it Definitely, and uh, certainly, like you mentioned there, uh, not an easy schedule. Last question about Israel, and then we'll get into TBT a little bit. Uh, but what's been kind of, uh, because I actually, I read a great interview that you did. I believe it was with Eurobasket about some of the adjustments of playing over in Israel. But now that you've been there mm-hmm. for uh, a longer period of time, what what's ended up being the biggest adjustment? Obviously, you've played in other countries, but for you know the people back mm-hmm. in America, what's the biggest difference between living yeah. in the United States and Israel? Uh, well... They have a rule here. It's, it's it's called the Russian rule, where uh, basically two Israeli players have to play have to be on the court at all times. And I didn't I didn't quite know that prior to signing here in Israel because I the leagues that I played in, a la Germany and France, you were allowed to play. For example, the coach could start five Americans if he wanted to. There was no rule or such that stated that he had to do otherwise. But here in you know Israel, you know the Israeli players want wanted to make sure that you know they don't get left out, you know, behind all the American players. So they wanted to make sure that they you know have a chance to go out there and play and contribute on the court. So with that rule, you know that we had five, my team, Eroni uh, Nairia, had five Americans. So it's basically five Americans vying for three spots on the court because mm. the two other spots go to Israeli players. So, you know, it was, it's tough at first because coaches trying to find a rotation of players, you know, three players they can put out there with the other two Israeli players to secure the win. And, you know, sometimes you can get left out of rotation or somebody's playing well, somebody's hot at the time. So you're going to, you know, coach is going to roll with that player. But it got difficult at times because, you know, you know, one player got hot and then that leaves certain players sitting on the bench waiting for the opportunity to, to show what he has. And, uh, so that was one big difference I had to uh, struggle with and, and, you know, kind of grasp here in, in Israel. Is but, that, uh, I, yeah, what you say? I was just going to say, is that kind of a situation where, you know, a guy gets hot and he might get minutes a couple games in a row? Is that, you know, how do you yeah. adjust to that? Is that just kind of a situation where you just put your head down, you know, show up to practice and try your best and eventually trust that you're yeah. going to get your minutes back? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, you don't want to wish your teammate does poorly so you can get in the game like that's just i thought bad mentality to have but you know you, you do want to play but then you know your competitiveness comes out and you want to play especially if your team's not winning you want to go out there and produce to show you know that you can help your team win so it's definitely a battle back and you know just you know the the mentality of coming in every day being professional about it coming in working your butt off to eventually get on the court and produce yeah, it's not an easy situation, uh, and yeah. obviously not many leagues play with that rule, but obviously they do over yeah. in Israel. Yeah. What's what's the biggest cultural difference off the court? Uh, because, well, I mean, I, once I told my family, I, family and friends, I was signing in Israel. A lot of people ask that question, like, "Is it safe?" Mm. You know, with all the uh, the issues and religious tensions that you know are going on here between like the Palestinians and the Jews and but honestly it, it's it's not as it's not as bad as the media portrays it in America uh it's really safe here I've I haven't had any issues I I, have, I haven't heard of any issues with other players on other teams 
Um, it's really, I mean, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful country. Like I said, there's a lot of history. Uh, it, the, the nightlife is is great here. It's the beaches, like the what, like the weather, the food. It's. I think it gets a bad rap sometimes because of certain instances that happened in the past. But overall, it's I, I would recommend it to anyone come over here want to experience Israel as a whole. They would definitely enjoy it. And we've had, like we've talked about before, many, many TBT players, and we've never heard a bad thing about Israel. So uh, you certainly wow. echo wow. that as well. Uh, we referenced it a couple of times, but you actually play with a ton of TBT guys. Uh, Gilbert Brown, who played for the Untouchables mm-hmm. and now playing for FCM Untouchables this year. Scotty mm-hmm. Hobson applying to play for the Kentucky Kings and Nick Faust and Yancey Gates from BDB. How much TBT trash talk goes on within that team? Uh... Well, I think no one can really trash talk me because I've actually won it. <laughs> so they all they're all taking advice from me. But uh, no, the, the guy, you know, we're, we, it's friendly trash talk. Gilbert Brown actually tried to get me to get on the Untouchables this year. Ah, because he's actually he's actually out. He tore his ACL uh, this year in Israel, so he's going to be on the sidelines coaching the guys. Oh this wow! Year. And he tried to get me to uh, take his spot, but I, you know, I, I eventually went back with my guys. Talladega Knights, but he he definitely tried, and you know he he had a good pitch, but <laughs> I, I had to uh you know my Notre Dame fans probably wouldn't like me playing with some pit guys. Yeah, that that's actually a big consideration <laughs> on your part. Yeah, yeah. Although yeah, sure. <laughs> they had a very good run last year, the Untouchables. Uh, yeah, they did. Yeah. They did. Uh, so you've actually getting into TBT, obviously, uh, for the people who don't know, which uh, if you're listening to the podcast, you probably do know. But for the new listeners, uh, Tyrone was a member of the Notre Dame Fighting Alumni on 2014 or in 2014 and 2015 and then played for the Talladega Knights last year and then applying to play with them again this year. So let, let's begin with that Notre Dame team in 2014 and 2015. $500,000 on the line. First ever TBT. You guys end up winning it in Boston at BU. What was that run like? Uh, just take us through that, playing with your old teammates. You know, Mike Bray was at the championship game and winning that 500K. Uh, it, it was fun. Honestly, it was fun. Like, I, I, a certain, it was cool to play with certain guys that I hadn't got the chance to play with while I was in college in Notre Dame because, you know, they had graduated prior to me coming in. Uh, Chris Thomas, Russell Carter, uh, Colin Falls, like those guys, and, uh, Torrin Francis. So that was great. Like just to, you know, get the guys back together, you know, and, and get in there and play basketball and play like the way we knew how to play. And it was just cool to see how, you know, the generations of Notre Dame and the basketball team still all know how to play together and play well together and mesh well together. And that was cool to see. Everybody's out there having fun and, and playing and, and to do it in the championship game with Coach Bray watching, it was, that was, you know, that was even cooler just to have him there and, uh, you know, be on the sidelines <laughs> trying to coach. And it just felt like playing, you know, it just felt like playing in college again. And, uh, you know, we're out there playing against, you know, Louisville or, you know, Syracuse. And, and it, it was great, man. It was, it was a great, great experience. Uh, all the guys loved it. Uh, it was great for, you know, for our, you know, the school's community and, you know, just on an alumni, you know, basis, it was great. And obviously, it's no kind of surprise you guys were 
probably the away team in that game, considering the crowd turnout. Oh, yeah. uh, I was actually at the game. Yeah. It was before I worked for TBT. I was wearing my purple starfish for the team bar school, uh-huh. uh, going against yeah. you guys as well. But <laughs> what was that? Did you expect the crowd to be that rowdy? And what was it like playing no. in that atmosphere? No. Kind of like you mentioned, brings you back to your colleges. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I, I I didn't think the turnout would have been that would have been like like it was, uh, but it was great. Like nonetheless, it was great. Like uh, it made the game, you know, even more meaningful. You know, obviously you're playing for five hundred thousand, but then when the fans are there screaming against you, it's like you know, it's like a road game in the Big East. And you know, us you know, Notre Dame players were you know used to playing in that atmosphere, and and you know the fans were definitely into it, and you know the the eight fans we had there. Uh, we could definitely hear them every time we scored, <laughs> but it was a uh, man like it was an experience you you can't yeah an experience you can't really uh, I guess ask for especially in summer basketball yeah you used to getting that in a college season you know or professional season but to get that during the summer it's nothing like that. What do you end up doing with your share of the money? Anything special? No, I just saved it mm. actually. Uh, Cause I, you know, I just put it right in the bank and just try to use it so I can let it work for me and grow, and just continue to grow and grow and uh, accrue interest. So when I get old and gray and done, <laughs> you know, I'm done playing basketball, I could just start living, living lavishly. Hey, it's a smart thing to do, uh, sitting over yeah. in your bank account. And then, so you guys come back in 2015 and you get an automatic bid into the Super 17 and you guys have a tough game against the Midwest Dream Squad and then you end up falling mm-hmm. to the Ants alumni. And I guess my question is, mm-hmm. do you think getting that bid, because this is something I've thought a lot about, do you think getting that bid to the Super 17 actually hurt you guys? Because you were playing two teams who just got through a regional round playing together they've developed a little bit of chemistry you guys obviously had chemistry from your college days and yeah. winning the year before but yeah. they had they they just yeah. played the weekend before so do you think that you guys getting that by and having to play teams who were just fresh off a couple of wins ended up actually hurting you i mean that's that's that, that's a basketball debate i think that goes on in a lot of you know tournament tournament style play like for example the, the nta uh big east tournament for example if in the first four the first four teams in the Big East will all get like a double bye in the Big East tournament. And, you know, while the other, you know, 12, 12 or 12, 14 teams are like, they, they play, you know, a couple of days prior to playing the top four teams. And I remember that always being debated about is an unfair advantage to the top four teams because they get, you know, they play against teams who've played the previous two nights. And I don't know. I, it can be an advantage because like the team, the team, the team who gets the bye, is you know I guess more rested as compared to the team who just you know played the week before. So I, I don't know. It, it could it could go both ways. Um, I'm gonna say since we lost, that maybe it's I mean it's an unfair advantage because they they you know they got a chance to play two games before playing us. But nonetheless, yeah, it was a winnable game. You know we uh, we missed some shots down the stretch that you know we we missed some you know. Defensive stops, defensive stops that we should have had, but I don't know. I, that's, that's a tough question. And that's definitely, that's up for debate. But, you know, I'm not going to make any excuses. Like we, we still, we still should have won the game regardless of the fact that they played, you know, the week before. You guys obviously had a, a, a tough game the, the night before that as well, yeah. uh, against the Midwest yeah. Dream Squad. As someone who's watched 
maybe 90% of TBT games, I think you've been involved in probably the two best games of all time, or two of the five best games of all time. One, that championship game with Team Barstool, and two was that game against the Midwest Dream Squad where you guys won at oh, the buzzer. Yeah. Uh, how, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, how tough... A, what, A, what was just, you know, coming in, you know, just getting that buzzer beater, what was that like? And two, how tough was it to play against that Mike DeNuno uh, on the Midwest Dream Squad who really carried them against you for a long period of that game? Yeah, I think Eric Atkins got the layup at the end. Yeah. Uh, with the pass from Ben Hitt. Yeah, uh, that was great. I mean, that was a hell of a finish for, a, you know, a TBT game. And yeah, it was great. To pull out that victory, especially, you know, being that, being our first game, uh, we got a chance, you know, we got to put in the game situations early, you know, early in the, the tournament and, uh, we were able to pull that one out. And, uh, as for the player, Mike, yeah, Mike Nuno shot the ball very well that game. Uh, he, he, like you said, he carried them for most of the game. And I, you know, I didn't really know of him prior to that game, but I definitely knew his name after, after yeah. we played him. He was a great, shoot, great shooter. I think that was the case for a lot of people who didn't know him, then yeah. saw him on ESPN, and now they've been following his career a little bit, playing very well. Yeah, and, that, and that's the great thing about the TBT. Like, it gives you a chance, it gives you a platform to, uh, to, to get your game and your name out there. And a lot of guys don't have the access to, you know, to, to show their games or their highlights to people, you know, in the grand, in the grand scheme. And, uh, the TBT definitely provides that for for a lot of their players. How nice is it for you, in addition to that, to getting that exposure, just to be able to play back yeah. in America in front of friends and family and be on yeah. TV? How nice is that once you go overseas and you don't really get that luxury to be able to come home in the summer and be able to kind of, you know, that's kind of like college days where you're playing on TV and be able to, again, play in front of friends yeah, and yeah. family and all that. Yeah, that my friends and family love it because they actually they know that it's a channel that they ESPN is a channel that they know and can go to, rather than like some stream from some you know random website that I give them to to watch my game overseas. It's, it's definitely it's definitely more difficult to find my games overseas than clicking on ESPN and just turning on the TBT game. So they love it, and it's a chance, like I said, like you said, just to watch me on TV and relive those college days. And, it's something that they, <clears throat> excuse me, it's something that they can't, you know, they can't get enough of. Definitely. And, uh, no, yeah, for sure. Yeah, this year, even more games on ESPN for the Talladega Knights. That's how I wanted to wrap up. Obviously, you got, are playing mm-hmm. for the Talladega Knights this summer in the Northeast region. Uh, you guys have done a great job the last two years racking up the fan votes. You're number one right now in the Northeast. You're approaching, I think, the mm-hmm. 1,500 vote mark. Uh, how have you guys been able to do mm-hmm. that and really get, uh, you know, the fans behind the team? Well, it's, I mean, I, I, to, hold on. Do our guys, the manager of our team, he does a great job with uh, promoting and advertising us as the team. And he gets, like you said, he gets a lot of guys, a lot of people who into the team and who are willing to vote for us. And, you know, they know the our cause and they, they know what we're about. And they're all behind, you know, they all stand behind us and they do a great job of supporting us. Yeah. And, uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ray does a great job uh, with, with just Ray assembling you job. guys and uh, everything like that. I think people who look at the roster might their eyes might pop out of their head when they see you play with Josh Boone, uh, and obviously you yeah. guys went against each other in 2014. So, just how initially did this team end up yeah. coming together? 
Well, I actually got a call from uh, Josh Boone. Uh, he had got my he had got my my ex teammate Carlton Scott on the team, and uh, he ended up calling me and saying, you know, well, I got Carlton Scott on my team, and uh, I was thinking about adding you to the team. And the connection there is that we all have a, a trainer back in New York City that we all train with. His name is uh, Robinson Frias. Mm. And you know, since we all train with him, he was like, he came up with the idea that we should all, you know, play with each other in uh, the TBT. And I thought it was a great idea, and the team he assembled looked good to me. And you know, I I figured let's go for it. Yeah, and you, you guys uh, obviously well on your way to getting a spot in the Northeast. You guys had a big win last year. I believe you played Fancy in the first round, if I remember. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, and you guys had a big win there. Uh, and mm-hmm. just lastly, before we let you go, what's this team going to have to do this year to carry over on that win and, and you know get back to uh, you know your home in the TBT Championship game and collect that $2 million payday? What's this unit this year going to have to do to be able to accomplish that? Uh, well, we ran into a good, uh, a great city of God's team. Uh, they're, they, they really play well together. And, uh, I think they made it to the final four last year too. Last two years. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, they're like a well-oiled machine. So we ran into a great team. I think for us, we just have to continue meshing, you know, continue playing together. And it's hard because, you know, obviously I'm still in season and guys are still coming up their seasons. Where you know where wherever they're playing you know, professionally, so it's hard to get the group together. But once we're all home and we get a chance to practice, we you know we're we're definitely gonna take advantage of that, so we can get you know get to gelling as a as a group, and because uh, we know you know especially trying to take down the two time defending champions of uh, overseas elite, we know it's going to be a, a tough task. But I think you know it's something we're up to, we're up for, and we definitely feel we can uh, challenge those guys. Is they are they the team who you being a champion and them being champions are they your favorite team other than the team you're on to watch or do you have another TBT team that you enjoy watching other than yourself? Oh uh, yeah, I enjoy watching all the teams play honestly, especially like you know the the rivalry game, the rivalry game last year, uh, Pitt versus Syracuse. Yeah, like that was a, a great game. Uh, even on the Villanova team, you know, I have a friend, uh, Reggie Redding, Malcolm mm. Grant, Corey Fish, like. A, all those guys, like, you know, just seeing them play, you know, a no reverse pit game would be great to see, you know, just to relive those Big East, you know, glory days. And, uh, you know, watching overseas elite play, you know, I just, I heard uh, Justin Burrell just signed there. Yeah, That's he a did. good friend of mine from St. John. So, you know, uh, it's going to be great. Like, this, this season is, with all the new signings and new teams that you have in the tournament, it's going to be great. And uh, it just makes the summer just, even better, even better to play. So I'm not just sitting home watching TV. I actually have something to work for and something to look forward to. Absolutely. It's certainly good, too, to keep the, the legs going before the next season uh, begins yeah, yeah. the next year. Yeah. Uh, Tyrone Nash, you've been more than generous for your time. Uh, why should people, before we let you go, why should people go vote for the Talladega Knights right now? Well, they have the inaugural uh, best. Uh, basketball tournament champion on their team and we are looking forward to getting back to that platform so we can uh, overtake the two-time defending champion overseas league. That would be quite the matchup, yeah. 
Stay tuned for that, guys. Stay tuned. <laughs> we will see if that ends up happening. It certainly looks like a, a very good possibility with the rosters. You both teams are assembling. Tyro Nash from the Talladega Knights. We really appreciate your time. Lots of good stuff here uh, about your career and TBT. We really appreciate you coming on. Thanks for having me. Thank you.